Well, you've got a friend here at the Intentional Living Center as uh, we celebrate Valentine's. Hey, guys. We're celebrating Valentine's. Hello. You've got to stop by. Did you get the card yet? Hello. Uh, Dr. Randy here along with Jennifer and Stephen uh, here at our Intentional Living Center talking about life. If you're new, what does intentional living mean? It's uh, the word intention. We use that because it's such a powerful word. Uh, Intention is very action-oriented. It's very goal-directed. Because we, we serve an intentional God. In fact, the scripture says, isn't it interesting? It says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the point of revealing the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Wow. And so uh, that's why we use God's word. That's the centerpiece of what we do. Our mission statement is very clear. We want to help you, those you love, and ourselves uh, to really experience life as God intended. And, that, and that's why we're here. So if you have a question or comment or one thing you want to share on our storyline today, you can do so by calling 888-888-1717. Let's go to Amber. No, let's go to Cindy. I'm sorry, in Michigan. How are you today, Cindy? I am fine, thank you. Uh, greetings from near Grand Rapids, Michigan today. Grand Rapids, Fantastic. I've got a comment for you uh, uh-huh. regarding the Five Love Languages and Gary Chapman's series. Yeah, 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 yeah. For those who don't know, that's a book we've been offering this month from our friend uh, Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages. Such a helpful, helpful resource. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, seven years ago, my husband passed away on Valentine's Day. Oh. He had been sick for a long time, and uh, if anybody should have been prepared, it should have been me, but still, it came as a shock when yes. it actually happened. And one day, a couple of years or so after that, I was in Grand Rapids getting my car serviced, and I saw a display of Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages in um, a bookstore. And I thought, hmm, I've always wanted to read that, never had. And I thought, I'm going to buy that for myself for Valentine's Day. (laughs) Well, I read it, and it broke my heart, because I realized that there were a lot of things that I could have done better to make my husband's last days better. Um, simple things, um, just by just by knowing what mattered to him, and maybe you know uh, doing things a little just a little bit differently would have made all the difference in the world. I think to both of us, the book had such an impact on me that now it's one of my favorite uh, bridal shower, wedding shower gifts Good. that I give to young people who are getting married, um, because again, it really isn't hard to please someone else if you're willing, um, and a lot of it's about attitude, you know, right. being willing to look at what matters to that person. Um, I think in one of Gary's books he talks about how somebody uh, wanted to buy their wife these expensive flowers, and they always thought that was fabulous, but the wife didn't like it because she didn't, they weren't her love language, receiving mm-hmm. uh, lavish gifts like that. She would have more, more so... Uh, enjoyed just spending an evening with him watching a movie at home or something. That's right. And so, he, could, he could have saved himself 35 bucks too. Oh, more than that today. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Right. But again, when we learn and we're willing to find what makes um, that other part person happy, it can make all the difference in the world. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's fantastic. Thank you for your call, Cindy. And you know what? I bet 
you guys had a great marriage and no regrets there, but it is a reminder. Hey, listen, we can get on the front end of this while we're still together and apply these things from, from uh, the five love languages. And that's why, that's why I selected the book for this month. I know it's been out for a long time. Many of you have had it, read it, heard about it. Um, maybe it's uh, a book, though, that you'd like to get and pass along to somebody else. It's a powerful book. And the other reason is I, I love the fact that Gary keeps the cookies on the lower shelf. They're simple. This is not some philosophical thing. It's real clear. Here's five love languages. Speak the language. It'll change your marriage. So practical, so powerful. And so I said to the team, let's make this available this month for those who are joining us in support, want to be a part of Intentional Living with your monthly support. We're going to get that to you. I interviewed Gary. In fact, we're going to play a little excerpt later in the show uh, where I talked to him for some time. He said, okay, Gary, we get the five love languages, but how does it work in the trenches with disagreements on money and raising kids and things like that? So it's kind of a, it's not just a review of the five love languages because you've read the book or you're going to read it when we send it to you. But how does it work? And so that's going up on our exclusive members-only platform for those of you who are monthly members. And uh, remember, that's brand new. That's just gone up. All the archives of our teaching available for you, the new ones plus the ones over the last couple of years. Uh, and so uh, make sure you get registered for that. If You, you should have gotten an email giving you an opportunity to sign up for that. Do it. Don't procrastinate. Get that signed up. Uh, that's um, our way of saying thanks and encouraging you every month. And for those of you joining us today in your monthly support, we'll get you the book, the five love languages and access to that platform for our intentional living community, helping us do what we do every day. Go to the intentional life.com, the intentional life.com. Uh, or you can call during West coast business hours, triple eight, triple eight, 1717. 888-888-1717 or go to theintentionallife.com. More questions in just a minute. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. Intentional love. It's the key to opening up intimacy and closeness in your life and marriage. What's the process to build an intentional marriage? The reality is there should be a great big sign across our foreheads on the day we get married that says, assembly required. Join Dr. Randy Carlson for laughter and inspiration at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. It's good to get some updated advice and information to help us with our marriage. To grow closer in our relationship and just come away with some ideas and some techniques that we can use. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center. Now through Valentine's Day, get 25% off general admission when you use code word FLASH25 at checkout. That's code word flash 25 all one word get your discounted tickets now at theintentionallife.com that's theintentionallife.com hey listen today is the cutoff on that right celebrating valentine's and so if you've been waiting this is the day to get that come into auburn hills michigan metro detroit for all of our friends across michigan 
Uh, we've, we're sold out uh, a week ago or so in East Lansing. Sorry, I wish we had more room, but everything is uh, filled and the parking lot can't take any more cars. That's what I heard. No more cars. And so since people come in cars, I guess we could have had a few more if you came on a bicycle, but uh, the car, the parking lot's full. So anyway, that's East Lansing, Auburn Hills. We'd love to have you come and be a part of it. Uh, coming up March the 2nd, as she said, go to theintentionallife.com. One of the things we talk about is the power of one thing. I focus a lot on that, these conferences, because here's what I've found. We hear stories of people whose lives have been radically changed because they woke up and said, hey, I want to do what honors Christ today. And here's my one thing. And so we've got lots of stories, dozens, hundreds of stories. Let me share two of them. Uh, Jamie from Kansas, Jason from Michigan, two stories about the power of one thing. Yes, I was just listening about marriage. And one thing that I have learned to do over the 21 years of being married is before I say something or before I send a message, um, what is my intention behind it? Is my intention meaning for harm or is it meaning for good? And so if it's for good, then I'll say it or send it. If it's not, it's meaning to tear down my husband or to um, be unkind, then I will erase that and, and pray about that and really kind of seek the Lord and what my intentions were behind that and why. And um, maybe there's things to work on. My statement is that we're listening to your program from Detroit, Michigan, and we're doing it consistently. As I and my wife listen to this, we're struggling to commit to one thing every day to develop a habit. I've actually went through a process of change, and I understand the, the surrendering part and not take things anymore and giving it to God. So I'd like to know what I might do to make sure that we can get started and do the one thing at a time. That's good, Jason. Listen, congratulations. You've had the, in it, this experience in your life, a recognition that you want to go on a different path in your marriage and you're listening. Maybe even right now you're listening. That's fantastic. Let me say a couple things. Intentional living is about setting a clear goal, a clear intention is what we call it. And it sounds like you've done that. Man, my intention is to be the man of God that God wants me to be in my marriage. So then you got to go find out what that means. Some reading, learning, praying, being around other Christian, growing, godly men, being involved in your church. I hope your pastor's teaching the word about growing as a person. Uh, but making the intention, growing in the intention, and then it's supported by the daily habits. What do we do? And we, we do a whole thing at our conference coming up, in fact, in Detroit, uh, Metro Detroit, about how do you develop daily habits? What does that mean? Here's the problem, because you addressed it. We get started, then we don't do what we want to do. Apostle Paul said that in Romans 7. The things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I do. I thought, wow, you talk about uh, being the humanness of the frailty of humanity. Here's the Apostle Paul saying, I blow it. So we're, we all do that. Here's what happens in our life. I look at intentional living like two bookends. On one end of the, the holding up the books is the, your intention. On the other end are your habits. But you know what? Life happens in between those two bookends. The reality of life. 
your expectations, disappointments, conflicts, bankruptcy, divorce, kids, drugs, failures. Need I continue to list? I don't think so. And, and that's where we need to really understand the power, where we get the power is through the power of the Holy Spirit. As we're a, a person of Christ, we're promised that the Holy Spirit is in us and that Holy Spirit then can enable us every day. That's why we talk about one thing, because if I give you 10 things, you'll do none. Come on. You do that with your kids? Go to your room, kids, and I want you to do this, 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 and th- what? Kids, I want you, all I want you to do is go into the room today and put your toys away, and then you can play. Just put your toys away, and then you can play. And so when we learn the power of one thing every day, knowing what it is, what that habit is we're developing over a series of weeks, and all of a sudden that becomes a part of who we are. It's a pattern in our life, and it's transformational. And that's, uh, that's what it's all about. I'll tell you what, Jason, you left that comment on our line, and so not sure how to get a hold of you, but if you're listening, I personally would like to invite you and your wife to come to the Auburn Hills Intentional Love Marriage Date Night coming up on March 2nd, a couple weeks from now, as my guest. Okay? So if you'll call here, our phone number, 888-888-1717, leave a comment or leave your thing for Stephen, Will you watch for this, Stephen? And just say, hey, I'm Jason. Now, be Jason, okay? This has got to be the Jason because we do voice analysis around here. Anyway, uh, Jason, you call and uh, leave your number or contact information, and Stephen will get back to you, and we'll put you on the list. And you come as my guest, you and your wife, uh, on uh, March the 2nd. Fair enough? All right, let's keep going here. we got some more questions to get to. I think next to, let me see, Timothy. What a story from Florida. Go, go right ahead. Hey, my name is Timothy. I uh, came from Syria, from Middle East. I converted to Christianity six years ago. And I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And he's the only son of God. He came, died on the cross, and resurrected after three days. I have been through a lot of depression and anxiety because of PTSD, because of war. And I pray to Jesus all the time to help me out, be with me and reduce my pain. But I always read in the Bible that Apostle Paul used to say that we have to expect adversities and expect pain. And we have to be alive with Christ who is in us. How can we become more alive in Christ, uh, who is with us, although life can be really hard and harsh, and it's hard to find like a very comfortable time or place. Mm. Timothy, what a story. God bless you there in Florida, making this, you know, that's a huge step to say, I choose to give my life to Christ. And you just gave the whole plan of salvation there. You laid it out. So welcome to the family. I'm sure you're facing the PTSD, cultural changes, and all the things that you're facing in your life. And to echo what you said about trouble in the world, I think, boy, we don't want to we don't want to say you you live intentionally in Christ and all your problems are gone because if that were true, my life would be in great shape. But it's not. 
I mean, we, we struggle with stuff too. I think of what Jesus said to his disciples not long before he went back to, to cruci- crucifixion and back to heaven. He said in John 16, I have told you these things. What did he tell his disciples? Problems are coming, but you got the power of the, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to leave the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's telling his disciples. And he goes on to say, I told you these things, guys, so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. That's a truth. Not uh, much earlier, back in John 14, he's, uh, Jesus is talking to his uh, troubled, worried disciples, and he said, hey guys, listen, let not your heart be troubled. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And so, as a follower of Christ, Timothy, God is preparing a home for you. That's going to be a lot more peaceful than around here. All right? That's the first thing. Second thing is you need to find a faith community and be plugged into other believers in a church where you're going to find support for yourself and your family. That's really critical. And if you're not comfortable in the one you're in, you find one that you are. That fits with your personality and your life and your family and where you are, but the God's word is being taught. You need that support. Number three, we're talking intentional living. If you truly have PTSD, which it sounds like you likely do from what you've experienced, you may need some help for that. You need to talk to a counselor and work through some of those feelings. That That's not, hey, listen, you can be a child of God. We got a lot of men and women listening today, and you love God, and you love Jesus, and you're a follower of Christ, and something has happened in your life, and you struggle with PTSD. It's a real issue. It's a real thing. Our brain is wired in such a way it sets off all of these reminders. I talk to people regularly who had they going fine, and all of a sudden some something happens in their life, triggers it. And so, the reality is we're not going to just that's not going to be erased just because we're a follower of Christ. We need to understand though we now have the power of the Holy Spirit to deal with it. And so, I'd encourage you to find some help. Those three things: truth of God's word, a faith community, and then finding some help for yourself. I hope I hope that helps. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to, then we'll take a break after this. L- let me go to, um, to Michelle, um, difficult issue there in Michigan. Uh, go, go right ahead. My name is Michelle. The reason that I'm calling is I know my child's over 18, but he will always be, you know, my child to me. He is 23. He's very depressed. He had gotten into some drugs. He moved in with me. He wasn't quite himself. He was very threatening. I had to call the police to have him picked up. And he went away for a while to a hospital, a mental hospital. Stayed about three weeks. Went and picked him up. He is very, very depressed. They do have him on some medication by court order. I is seeking therapist, and he just tells me he doesn't like his life. Mm. I was just like, somebody to pray for us, to help us. Do you have any kind of answers at all? I'd really appreciate it. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to talk about it on the subject, but this is my life and my son. Daddy is 23, but he's still my child, and I love him dearly, and I just want to do everything that I can to help them. 
Listen, if we can't share with each other, and I don't know where else we go, and that's why we're here. And I hope, like I, I just said to Timothy, you're in a in a Christian in a church where the Bible's being taught. Have that faith community around you that can help you with your walk because you need to take care of yourself, Mom. Uh, and of course, uh, safe boundaries for yourself. If your son's wrestling with things, you take care of yourself. Uh, practically, you listen to your son. You know these things. Uh, you don't interrupt. You let him know you care. And if things aren't working out, you've already had access to 911 if you have to, and you know that. And so I I shared this. This was left on our storyline. I share this more to ask you from our community. We talk about experiencing hope, right? Can I ask you all around the country to pray for this mom today, that she'll experience hope, some direction in her life, and for that son, that he would have a, radical experience with Christ and get some help for himself. Help that really makes a difference. Man, anxiety and depression uh, does so much damage. And let me just say this for any of you today. If you're feeling just like she said her son feels sometimes, like I don't want to go on. I'm at the end of my life. You need to talk to someone and you can always contact the National Suicide Hotline at 988. That's a new number, 988, just in the last year or two. And uh, so you get help for yourself. That's powerful. All right. On a lighter note, my friend, Dr. Gary Chapman, and I talked about the five love languages. We've been mentioning that today. The book we're offering here from Intentional Living, here's just an excerpt from our discussion. All right. turning, Turning to this application of taking these love languages and understanding the importance of speaking the love language, here... What do you say about love language uh, when a couple is having an argument? They're, they're fighting over something. They're disagreeing over something. How can the love languages be helpful to them at that point? Well, I think if they are speaking each other's love language on a regular basis and they both genuinely feel loved by the other, it's much easier to solve a conflict. Because if, you, if neither of you feel loved and then you have a conflict, you basically are trying to convince them that you're right and they're wrong. And if that's the way it ends up, you have just created a loser. Because if somebody wins the argument, the other person lost. It's no fun to live with a loser. Mm-hmm. So why would you create a loser? So what I would say is when you do feel loved, you're far more likely to be able to listen empathetically to the other person ask questions about their perspective, and then honestly say to them, you know, I I can see how that makes sense. Now now let me share my side. And you share your side, and they ask questions, and they listen, trying to look at it through your eyes, and then they can honestly say to you, well, you know, I can see how that makes sense. Obviously, we differ. So how can we solve the problem? And you spend your energy solving the problem, rather than spending your energy trying to win the argument. And I think if you feel love, you're less likely to try to satisfy or, or try to solve conflicts with argument. And you're far more likely to try to solve the conflict by empathetically listening to each other and then focusing on the problem and how we can solve it. If I hear you right, what you're saying, Gary, is that if you understand the love language and you're speaking the love language on an ongoing basis with your spouse, communication improves. Uh, which improves the intimacy. So when you run into a problem, whatever it may be, 
you have a platform upon which you can resolve that issue. So it's not the love language itself that solves the problem, but it sets the tone or the foundation to be able to solve a problem. Yeah, absolutely. It creates a different climate, emotional climate between the two of us, in which we're far more likely to solve a conflict in a positive That's my friend, Dr. Gary Chapman. He's written a lot of things on uh, the power of love language. His original book, the one that sets the standard, is called The Five Love Languages. And I told the team, this is such a practical and really simple book. You can consume it in an evening or two as a couple or in your own life. You can apply it to your marriage that I wanted to make it available to new members who are joining us here for Intentional Living. And then I talked to Gary for some time about these issues of how do we apply this to disagreements, to money, to kids, and so on. And uh, we're uploading that that interview, both audio and, and video. He talked to me from his home, and you could tell he wasn't here in the studio. He was talking to me over the line in uh, from North Carolina. But we've uploaded this, or uploading it onto our exclusive platform just for our intentional living community, the exclusive site with all of our teaching for the last couple of years. We used to do, we, we'd send out a teaching every month on CD. And then we went to sending it out, you know, by email uh, digitally. Now we said, hey, let's have a platform with all the teaching for the last couple of years, plus all the new things, so you can access it on demand and whenever you want them. And so that's what we've moved to to help you. That's our upgrade for our Intentional Living members. And you should have received an email by now on how to get registered for that if you're a member. And if you didn't, let us know. You know, Contact us here and we'll make sure you get that link. But those of you joining us today as a new member, your monthly support, a dollar a day is going to go a long ways. And I thank you in advance. I want to make sure you receive the book, The Five Love Languages, to say thanks. If you already have it, share it with someone and say, hey, I got this book and I want to share it with you. Someone marriage that you know could be encouraged. Uh, we'll get that to you. And the information on how you can uh, link up to that uh, platform with all the archived of our, archives of our teaching for you. Uh, just go to theintentionallife.com theintentionallife.com. Click on Donate. Or during West Coast Business Hours, you're uh, welcome to call 888-888-1717 and press number 2 to talk to our staff. Well, I'm out of time today, but if you have a question you'd like to leave with me or one thing that's making a difference in your life so we can use them on upcoming programs, you can do that by calling that number. 888-888-1717 and we'll get that to you. We'll, uh, you can download them and then we'll air them on the air here in a future program. Well, we're wrapping up Valentine's Day here pretty soon. Guys, just a reminder, I just want to say as we're going off that my wife Donna and I, we have been married for a lot of years. And I got to tell you, and I tell her this, this, I'm not just saying this on the air so you hear it. I tell her, I love her more now than I did back then. Um, even though we've we both aged, she's much less aged than I have. Uh, but uh, I love you, Donna. Happy Valentine's Day. She always says to me, "Don't worry, don't bring flowers. You don't have to do all that stuff. Just she's." But I better do something, right? <laughs> all right. Hey, you guys have a great day, and we'll see you again next time as we talk about the power of intentional living. Figure out what pleases Christ, and then do it. Have a great day. <laughs>